0: It lays the predicate and the foundation for the development of a weather satellite that will permit man to determine the world's cloud layer and ultimately to control the weather and he who controls the weather will control the world. Everyone talks about the weather, but no one does anything about it. That's a quote attributed to Mark Twain if Mr. Twain only knew what's occurring in our skies at this dark hour. Record droughts within the same borders as record deluges. Record heat within the same borders as record cold and snow. Crops are being dried and fried or deluged and drowned. In film footage from around the world, true blue skies are now almost non-existent. Dirty white featureless skies are increasingly the norm. All of this is the hallmark Of climate engineering solar radiation management operations if the intentional interference with earth's life support systems is allowed to continue our days are numbered all of us without exception what is mainstream media pushing on populations as we collectively hurl toward near-term total collapse an endless parade of the most polarizing issues they can produce distract divide and conquer keeping the oncoming train of total collapse completely off the population's radar. 90% of the lower 48 states are now under drought conditions. Many regions in the U.S. West are imploding under the engineered mega drought catastrophe. Forests are dying and incinerating crop production is collapsing the core causal factor, climate engineering. A rapidly warming planet must generate more overall precipitation not less. In some regions, deluge is being facilitated. This headline from last week, flooding significantly impacts food security, new study finds. This is more science community genius. When crops are flooded, food production fails. Part of the plan. About climate engineering, this new report from the UK Daily Mail, White House pulls inspiration from, quote, Operation Dark Storm in the Matrix film to combat global warming. Officials want to spray particles into the stratosphere to limit sunlight hitting Earth. Stratosphere in the polar regions can be as low as 23,000 feet, and most of the spray operations we see are occurring in the upper troposphere, and they are occurring. It's not speculation, it's not theory, it's not hypothesis. We have film footage of these aircraft spraying at altitude, nozzles visible, turning on and off. Anyone with any power of observation should stop to ponder how you can have grid patterns in the sky one day and nothing the next with similar atmospheric conditions. And anyone who does any research would find this out. All commercial carriers and all military tankers are fitted with a high-bypass turbofan jet engine, a jet-powered fan. 90% of the air that moves through that engine is not combusted. That engine, by design, is nearly incapable of producing any condensation trail except under rare and extreme circumstances. But will the climate science community admit to this? No. They will only continue to parrot the official narrative that if we see anything in the sky behind an aircraft, it has to be condensation. Even though condensation doesn't behave in that manner, does it? Do we see documentaries in, for example, Antarctica with scientists parading around, their breath condensing? Do they have clouds hanging over their heads that hang around for hours and spread out and start to cover the whole horizon? Condensation doesn't do that. These aircraft are spraying particulates into our sky. More on that in a moment. New from Fizz.org: This, climate change will create more refugees and necessitate new legal protections, say experts. Not will create more refugees, there are already tidal waves of them building around the world. Those that think power structures are the least bit concerned about protecting still exploding human populations, please think again. Such a notion couldn't be further from the truth. How many are still pretending that those who control the global matrix are here to help the masses? Again, this reminder of a direct quote from recently deceased U.S. presidential advisor Zegnu Brzezinski, advising U.S. presidents and officials for over 50 years. Brzezinski stated, quote, With today's technology, it's easier to kill a million people than to control them. Connect the dots. We are perilously close to the point when no one can help anyone. That's when collapse will unfold with blinding speed. That's when the controllers Will play their remaining cards and they hold many. If Power Structure Plan A doesn't complete the agenda, what's plan B? For our new on air listeners that may not know this, is this 2013 Forbes.com headline a clue? Here it is. One point six billion rounds of ammo for Homeland Security. Question mark. It's time for a national conversation. That's again the Forbes headline. For the record, at the height of the Iraq war. The U.S. Army was expending less than 6 million rounds a month, 6 million bullets a month. U.S. government agencies ended up purchasing a total of 2.4 billion rounds of 40 caliber hollow point bullets. This type of ammunition is for one purpose only. I'm sure listeners can fill in the blank on what that purpose is. For those that are focusing all of their efforts and energy on Second Amendment rights, the Second Amendment won't save you from what is coming, from what is, in fact, already unfolding. Numerous breaking reports on this theme in a moment, but in summary, the systemic collapse of Earth's life support processes, abrupt climate and environmental collapse, to which those in power have long since been taking action, not to avert the looming planetary omnicide scenario, but to preserve their power till the brutal bitter end, a destination that now draws very near short of a complete course correction by the human race. Climate engineering is further fueling all of it. The cover-up continues from the so-called climate science community. From phys.org, this headline from last week, Earth's warming not indication of abrupt climate change event study finds. What's the point and purpose of this damage control public pacification report from the bought and paid for science community? Go back to sleep, don't worry be happy, think happy thoughts, and everything will work out just fine. No, that's the path that brought us to this dark hour. What's needed now is for all to summon the courage to fully face the wider horizon, while we can still make a difference. As I cover various breaking reports throughout this broadcast, remember and consider that climate intervention operations are the covert weapon of the global controllers the weapon with which they can bring populations to their knees without those populations ever even knowing they were under assault on that theme this last week from fortune.com america is going to shut down if we shut down they're referring to the mississippi river and all that is transported along it at least normally transported the report states The Mississippi River's water levels are near record lows. Correction, since this was published, they are now at record lows and falling still. report continues, the low levels are wreaking havoc on one of the U.S.'s most critical supply chains. The so-called experts have combined their vast deductive reasoning to figure out why the Mississippi River is so low. A lack of rain. Brilliant. More to come on this story, Climate Engineering at the Core. Stay tuned next headline dollar collapse coming the hegemonic dominance of the dollar is Waning rapidly I covered that headline as an example of what so many are focused on Money printing the economic house of cards none of which means anything When the wider horizon is examined total collapse is coming the state of the dollar or any other form of currency won't matter soon What you can eat, drink, and shelter with will be the new bottom line. New from the UK Guardian, this, concern about climate change shrinks globally as threat grows, survey shows. From that report, fewer than half of those questioned in global polls believe climate change, i.e. climate collapse, being further fueled by climate engineering, poses a, quote, very serious threat over the next 20 years. Only 20% of the Chinese population believe there is a climate problem at all. At least that's what they say on the record. The apathy and willful blindness of so many in the human race is truly beyond rational comprehension. If the human race remains on the current course, with climate disruption operations raging in our skies, and with countless other forms of human activity laying waste to the planet overall, we don't have 20 years. We don't have 10 years. Most may not have five years. Abrupt climate and biosphere collapse is the breaking of a branch that has been bent far past limits. The global controllers are capable of anything at this point. Buckle up. The moment of impact is already unfolding. You're listening to the weekly installment of Global Alert News, the end of the world as we know it broadcast commercial free non-political and covering the most dire and immediate threats we collectively face. This broadcast is brought to you by geoengineeringwatch.org and is now aired on numerous AM and FM stations in numerous regions throughout the US. This is Dane Wigington, your host. Please check the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org for our YouTube channel posts of this report and other breaking issues. We hope you will subscribe to our YouTube channel, click the bell to get notifications for our new videos, likes, comments and sharing helps us to get this broadcast out to new listeners. Also, our groundbreaking documentary exposing the climate engineering operations titled The Dimming is available to view for free on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org. Please help us to expand our voice and in doing so, you're helping us to more effectively sound the alarm. Again, our website, geoengineeringwatch.org, the largest and most visited source in the world on the subject of covert climate engineering operations. And this shout out, To all the courageous individuals that are carrying forward the torch of awakening and sanity, I am deeply honored to march with you in this all-important battle to sound the alarm. It is our collective efforts that can yet make a difference. Moving on, more bad news, breaking reports from ABC News. Last week, bodies of water all over North America are drying up due to drought. Climate change is the cause. That's what the experts say. From the report, bodies of water all over North America are drying up as a result of drought and a decrease in precipitation, experts told ABC News. Is this hard to figure that out? Does it take a team of experts to figure that out? What we need to figure out is why is the rain decreasing so rapidly? And the answer to that question is climate engineering operations. It cannot rain less on a rapidly warming planet unless there's a factor we're not being told about, and that factor is climate engineering and the particulates that are being sprayed into our atmosphere, which completely disrupt the hydrological cycle, please, please search the engineering drought section on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org to learn more. Why won't the climate science community tell the truth? Because their paychecks and pensions depend on them not telling the truth. Where is courage? Where's honor? Where's morality? Their paychecks and pensions are not going to matter much longer. When will they band together, face that fact, stand up, show some courage, and help us bring this issue to the full light of day? This ABC report continues with this. Earlier this year, the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration predicted that the 22-year mega drought affecting the West would not only intensify, but also move eastward. For the record, they're not predicting anything. They're reading a script passed down to them by entities like Raytheon and Lockheed Martin, climate engineering contractors, defense industry contractors, who do all the weather modeling for entities like the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration. An organization that, along with the National Weather Service, has an illegal federal gag order on them. Don't expect them to tell the truth. The report continues with this statement. Reductions in emissions will not immediately impact reducing the stress on water levels, experts say. Well, the so-called experts are right about something. Cutting emissions, though needed, isn't going to happen. And even if it did, excess emissions is not the core causal factor for total hydrological cycle disruption again climate engineering is geoengineering operations are completely hijacking the hydrological cycle fueling unprecedented drought and deluge scenarios again please remember and consider the laws of physics make it clear that it must rain more overall on a rapidly warming planet and our planet is in total meltdown must rain more not less. The atmosphere holds 7% more moisture for every degree C of warming. Unfiltered frontline temperature readings indicate that we have already passed 3.5 degrees C of temperature increase since the start of the industrial revolution. And please ignore what official agencies now call the historical normal temperatures. They're only taking the most recent years, averaging them together and calling that the new normal. There is so much deception in this equation. Why? To mask the true severity and immediacy of climate and biosphere collapse, and even more, to cover up the climate engineering weather warfare operations. On that note, consider the following very oddly written report from phys.org from last week. Keep in mind, the climate engineers can and are manipulating the triple La Nina event that is underway. Here's the report headline. Quote, a cunning plan, how La Nina unleashes squadrons of storm clouds to wreak havoc in your local area. Does that sound like a headline from a science institution? They continue with this. Extreme weather, such as the heavy rainfall battering eastern Australia, this report focuses on Australia, by the way, is like a military conflict. In war, the enemy's behavior depends on the decision of many actors from generals and lieutenants down to individual soldiers. Similarly, heavy rainfall is the culmination of diverse physical processes from the planetary scale down to the microscopic. This report from a so-called science institution continues with this. A strategic defense requires anticipating how the enemy, and who is that, the population, will behave across His hierarchy. To continue with the military analogy, this is how we can explain the weather offensive of the past week. They then say this. Processes on a yearly or planetary scale, such as La Nina, again, climate engineering part of that phenomenon now, and the southern annular mode are like generals. Over the preceding years and months, these two generals hatched a plot of warmer than usual waters and more easterly than normal winds around northern and eastern Australia. Let's summarize this mocking message from the scheduled weather warfare script readers. Crop crushing engineered deluge will yet again be inflicted on agricultural regions of Australia. What kind of so called science institution calls this kind of weather catastrophe, quote, the weather offensive of the past week, end quote? The controllers are known for openly stating their crimes because they know that at least so far, most of the population is too busy pursuing personal pleasures in the case of the rich, or too busy trying to pay their bills in the case of the not-so-rich. In third world countries, they're simply trying to survive. But deluge isn't the only weather weapon being blamed on the La Nina scenario. Devastating drought is the other side of the sword. On that note, this directly connected headline report from this week. Back to the Mississippi, from CNN and other sources, as the Mississippi River plunges, the Army Corps of Engineers is building a 1,500-foot-wide levee to keep saltwater out of drinking water. From that report, the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers has launched construction of a 1,500-foot-wide underwater levee in the Mississippi River to prevent salt water from pushing up the river amid record low river levels and flow rates. Low flow is allowing salt water from the Gulf of Mexico to push up the river, threatening drinking water supplies. It's only the beginning. Ricky Boyette, Army Corps Chief of Public Affairs for the New Orleans District, said that the toe of the saltwater wedge is already approaching the location that they planned to put this underwater levee. They call it a sill, and the sill will be roughly 40 to 50 feet high underwater in a location where the water is around 90 feet deep. It will take another week, they say, until the sill can be built high enough to block the saltwater intrusion. He said further that it's not designed to last. It's temporary. Of course it's not designed to last. The whole of industrialized, militarized civilization is not designed to last. And however permanent it may seem to so many, I assure you it is unimaginably temporary. The whole of the current human civilization paradigm will have come and gone in geologic terms, like the flash in a pan. And we are very close to the downside of that equation already happening. For our new on-air radio listeners, here's an update on Lake Mead water levels. The situation was getting too much attention, it would seem. The climate engineers temporarily turned on the spigot just prior to the recent mandatory water use cutback meeting Monsoonal moisture was steered into the regions that drain into Lake Mead. The result, they actually raised the Lake Mead water level by about three to four feet through the middle of summer. The majority of those that were concerned about this issue seem to have gone right back to sleep. Does three feet more water matter when the lake is down almost 200 feet and heading for even more engineered drought? That will, of course, be blamed on nature and the La Nina pattern with never so much as a mention of the ongoing and accelerating climate engineering onslaught that is so shockingly visible in our skies. And even when the jet-sprayed toxic particulate dispersions can't be seen, that doesn't mean that weather warfare isn't being waged. With ionosphere heater installations like HARP in Alaska, high-pressure heat domes can be spawned and amplified, which can completely cut off the flow of moisture into a region while magnifying the temperatures on the ground. Record drought and record deluge scenarios are the hallmark of climate engineering operations. Weather whiplash extremes and abrupt temperature fluctuations, the same. Am I denying other forms of human damage to the climate and environment? Absolutely not. The human race has decimated Earth at blinding speed. And in countless ways, what I'm saying and have been saying for 20 years is that there can be no legitimate discussion of the climate or the weather from any perspective without first and foremost addressing the climate engineering issue. Next, this from ABC News. Great Salt Lake continues to shrink from that report. The Great Salt Lake, the largest saltwater lake in the world and largest terminal lake in the Western Hemisphere, is continuing to lose its volume at alarming rates. Again, the climate engineers control the spigot, now at its lowest levels ever, is already causing a dangerous ecological ripple effect throughout Utah. It will likely get worse. That's what's scheduled. The salinity in the water is increasing as water levels drop, killing algae, which is a source of food for brine shrimp, which serves as food for more than 10 million birds that stop at the lake during their migration patterns. Joel Ferry, the director of Utah's Department of Natural Resources, told ABC News this, quote, I don't know how much time we have, end quote. That truly is the $64 million question, isn't it? Next headline, again about drought. Bushfires are frequently followed by dust storms, and they're likely to get worse, experts have determined. This is yet another example that highlights the dismal state of the so-called science community. It takes a team of so-called scientists who knows how much time to determine that when landscapes incinerate to ash and dust, there will probably be more dust storms. Brilliant. Another recent report of ecosystem collapse from ABC News. Tens of thousands of dead salmon wash up in Canada. From that report, scientists discovered about 65,000 dead pink salmon on the banks of a dried up creek. The smell was so bad that it was burning the researchers' noses and eyes, forcing them to cover their faces. Alison Denert, an ecologist at the Simon Fraser University in Burnaby, British Columbia, told BBC, quote, "...it was the worst mass mortality of salmon pre-spawn I have ever seen." For the record, the die-off of aquatic life, all of it, is already catastrophic and accelerating by the day. The example I just gave doesn't even scratch the surface. How are things going on the other side of the world? Not so well. New from the New Zealand Herald, this. Experts warn Kiwis to take extra care in the sun as UV levels rise up to 10% around Auckland. The New Zealand Herald admits that the rising levels of ultraviolet UV radiation are due to recent depletions in the ozone layer. This is causing some experts to speculate that what we're currently seeing may be related to the underwater Tongan volcanoes eruption in January. Experts are, quote, speculating, blaming nature, yet again, while turning two blind eyes to the scientifically undisputed ozone layer-destroying factor of climate engineering operations. In so many arenas, the so-called experts are nothing more than paid liars for the global cancer of control, i.e., the money printers, and their job in the so-called science community in so many cases is to cover the tracks of the climate engineers. In regard to climate engineering, in the highly toxic fallout, it produces about 60 to 70 million tons being sprayed into our skies annually from the best calculations that we have so far. What's raining down from our skies in our breathable air column? How many toxic atmospheric particles does the science community estimate that we're inhaling every single day? Let's start with this. 220 million particles we are actually breathing approximately 220 million tiny PM2.5 particles every day. That's what the science community has told us. Or just over 2500 per second. But in fact, is the actual total far higher still? Here's the answer. Most available science studies in this arena only consider airborne particles as small as 2.5 microns. Nanoparticles are not considered. When those are plugged into the equation, we may be inhaling as many as 10 to 20 million particles in a single breath. How small is a nanometer? A human hair is between 50,000 and 100,000 nanometers thick. A single sheet of paper is about 75,000 nanometers thick. Please conduct the following super simple experiment. On a still dark night, take the brightest flashlight you can find in the darkest spot you can find. Turn the light on and aim it straight up into the sky. Look straight up through the light and you will be shocked at what you see. It looks like a blizzard of particles in the air that can't be seen in the light of day. The less clear and blue the day is, the more severe the blizzard of particles will be in the light beam. As I mentioned a moment ago, top scientists working with GeoengineeringWatch.org have calculated that the global climate engineers are dispersing somewhere in the range of 60 to 70 million tons of nanoparticles into our skies annually. These particles are now virtually ubiquitous all over the world. Industrialized pollution and smoke adds further to the equation. A word of advice, don't exercise in anything less than very clear skies, which are now almost non-existent. Film footage from around the world increasingly reveals featureless, filthy white skies. Welcome to solar radiation management, a.k.a. climate engineering, a.k.a. weather warfare. About that bad air from KOMONews.com. Back to the U.S. Western Washington has worst air quality in the world. How long will it last, they ask. report says the unhealthy haze has been allowed to hover over the area. What's that mean, it's been allowed to? How about being made to? How about spraying from the climate engineering aircraft directly over the smoke canopies of the wildfires? And we have film footage of this. In the case of the Paradise Fire, very well known in Northern California, we f- filmed with time-lapse photography massive blanket spraying operations right over that smoke bank. What are they doing? Does anyone think that that's something benevolent? Of course it's not. The worst wildfires seem to be rotated from state to state. Do the powers that be require every state to take their turn? What do I mean by this? Search and watch this video title, Wildfires Serve Geoengineering Agenda. You'll have your answer. Let's keep going, more on the Western wildfires and environmentalist hypocrisy. New from the nationalobserver.com, out of the West Coast wildfire smoke, David Suzuki emerges blazing mad. This headline is about David Suzuki expressing his angst at environmental destruction and climate damage at a tourism press conference in Washington. What didn't Mr. Suzuki mention? The core factor that is fueling the unprecedented wildfires, climate engineering operations. Does David Suzuki know about climate engineering? Without question. I know personally the individuals that confronted Suzuki about climate engineering in a public setting and who passed on printed information to him about it This was about ten years ago. Has Suzuki said a word about it? Of course not bad for his paychecks and pension There is an as of yet to be released environmental documentary titled last call for tomorrow in it I am interviewed on climate engineering just prior to David Suzuki's part in the film. What exactly is in the smoke is it just smoke short answer no everything that the atmospheric aerosol spraying operations disperse above the smoke canopy settles down through it a single military jet tanker like a kc-135 can carry and spray up to 100 tons of highly toxic nanoparticles in a single payload Think about that. A hundred tons of inconceivably small nanoparticles of elements like aluminum, barium, strontium, manganese, polymer fibers, graphene for starters. The toxic brew is not just over Washington state. It's drifting and expanding over multiple states to the east, and this is only one event. This same scenario, the massive blanket spraying over smoke canopies, is occurring all over the world again and again and again. With all that in mind, from the National Library of Medicine, this. A review of nanoparticle functionality and toxicity on the central nervous system. The report says although nanoparticles have tremendous potential for a host of applications, their adverse effects on living cells have raised serious concerns. Serious concerns? That's the best the science community can come up with? These are truly dark days on planet Earth. On that note of good cheer, you're listening to the weekly installment of Global Alert News, the Bad News Broadcast, installment number 376, October 22nd, 2022. This is Dane Wiginton, your host. Global Alert News is brought to you by geoengineeringwatch.org, the largest and most visited website in the world on the subject of climate intervention operations known as geoengineering. The commercial-free, non-political, global alert news hour is now broadcast on AM and FM stations in Florida, Texas, two stations in San Francisco, Sacramento, San Diego, two Colorado stations including Denver, Portland, Phoenix, Pittsburgh, Santa Cruz, Tucson, Arizona, San Bernardino, California, Washington State, Alabama, New York State, two stations in the far north of California, and now in North Carolina. GeoengineeringWatch.org wishes to express our deepest gratitude to those that have helped us to expand our reach and our voice in this desperate last hour effort to sound the alarm. On that subject, if you're on our email list, please put us on your email contact book so that our mail outs don't go to the spam files. Please help us to share the groundbreaking documentary, The Dimming, which fully exposes the climate engineering atrocities. The best way to share is by circulating the direct link to The Dimming by email directly from the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org. Sharing directly helps us to overcome social media censorship when viewing our youtube of the dimming or global alert news or any other geoengineeringwatch.org video on youtube please subscribe share and comment all of which helps us to circulate critically important data to a much wider audience about reaching those that still aren't looking up geoengineering watch awareness raising materials can be found on our home page our only goal to provide activists what they need to move this fight forward there are very high quality printed materials that we pass on for less than our cost of producing and shipping. And just added climate engineering conversation starters are new geoengineeringwatch.org t-shirts, scannable business cards, and bumper stickers, all effective tools to help strike up a conversation on the climate engineering issue. And that's how you plant the seed of awareness. Doing so is the first and most important leap we can make toward getting the as-of-yet uninformed to start looking up. Back to breaking reports. Here's a footnote For new listeners to this broadcast, my primary focus will always be on the issues that will most directly and completely determine our collective futures, not somewhere over the horizon in the distant future. We don't have anywhere near that long, short of a complete course correction by the human race. But some in the science community clearly don't take looming planetary omnicides seriously. Consider this stupidity from the so-called science community, just covered in Bloomberg.com. Cow burp masks win climate design award. Yes, another glaring red flag of total idiocy from the so-called science community. A mask for cows to capture any methane in their burps. Though it's not meant to be a joke, clearly those who fund this kind of lunacy are laughing it up behind closed doors. Another footnote from the asylum. But about the meltdown, it's real Ongoing and accelerating by the day, and when the planet loses its air conditioning system, the meltdown goes totally exponential, and that's happening now. This headline from last week, glaciers in the Alps are melting faster than ever, and 2022 was their worst summer yet. The report stated the scale of change is staggering. Again, dominoes falling. Each one knocks over a bigger domino, and yet another bigger domino. Non-linear equation, that's what we are in. About the Arctic and the overall meltdown of the cryosphere being further fueled by climate intervention operations, more brilliant conclusions from the science community. This headline from last week, multiple sources, study reveals new insights into how fast-moving glaciers may contribute to sea level rise. The report states the faster these glaciers flow over the ground toward the ocean, the more ice enters the ocean, increasing the rate of sea level rise. Well, who could have put that together except a team of experts? Land-based ice flows into the oceans and melts oceans rise. I would have never imagined that if they wouldn't have told me. Are these same experts able to connect the dots on climate engineering and the various scenarios climate engineering can create? Not so much. Let's consider engineered winter weather events, which the climate engineers use to mask the true severity of planetary meltdown. For listeners that want to learn more, search the Engineering Winter section on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org. On this theme, from last week, this headline, early season snow seemingly transforms fall into winter within a day. Winter weather whiplash over and over, getting worse. This is climate engineering. This is chemical ice nucleation for weather modification, seeding cloud moisture, creating a cold insulator that falls to the ground, descends to the ground. And they create a sensationalized winter headline, even if it was 80 or 90 degrees the day before, literally. Next headline, multiple sources last week. Near-freezing temperatures could establish new record lows across a wide swath of the south. From that report, this round of wintry temperatures will be noteworthy for taking place so soon after a stretch of exceptional heat that blazed across some of the very same parts of the country. Winter Weather and temperature whiplash is now the norm. It's happening over and over across the country, across the world. Meteorologists absolutely know this is going on, but they won't say a word. Again, protecting their paychecks and pensions, which will not matter much longer as the biosphere collapses all around us. To put this into perspective about these temperatures, many of these places that just had this freeze had record high temperatures in the upper 90s and lower 100s. This report then states the freezing temperatures could come at a price as any late season crops risk being damaged, especially in areas where farmers are simply not used to having to protect their crops from a freeze at this point in the year, i.e. this early in the year. Deluge, drought, flash freezes, hail, all being used to crush crops all over the globe. On that note, this headline from last week, Hailstones Blanket Fort Smith, Arkansas, massive hail. Chemical ice nucleating process starts this formation of ice far sooner than it should, builds it up much faster and larger. Catastrophic hailstorms are the result. Next headline, also multiple sources, same theme winter-like cold to charge across eastern U.S. with snow for some. The report says old man winter is getting an early start to spreading the season's first significant burst of cold air across the Midwest and Northeast, and the winter-like chill will arrive with snow. While last week, it was 100 degrees in the forests near Lake Shasta, further to the west. Last week, on, I believe, Wednesday, I witnessed something I've never seen in 20 years of constant monitoring in order to create a cool down in Florida, to create sensationalized headlines, to confuse and divide populations as to the true state of planetary meltdown. The climate engineers were able to orchestrate a flow of moisture that went from the southeastern end of Florida in the Atlantic Ocean all the way up the eastern seaboard and almost to the Arctic Circle through... Hudson Bay, and back down, creating some snow flurries around the Great Lakes and further south. And then they pushed this moisture all the way down to the western, southwestern end of Florida. I've never before seen the climate engineers do anything this radical. To create temperatures in Florida, although they weren't that cold, they were colder than northern Canada near the Arctic Circle, but mainstream media doesn't publicize that. They publicize how cold, cold, cold it is in Florida, at least for a day or two, before it rebounds right back up, because this surface layer of cold doesn't last. It's artificial. It's from chemical ice nucleation for weather modification. These are patented processes. Please see the extensive list of patents, that very title, at geoengineeringwatch.org to examine some of those patents. I believe about 170 or 80 now. But this is part of climate engineering. This is a core part. Engineering these sensationalized flash cooldowns kills crops. They, they accomplish many agendas with these types of operations. Not only crushing food supplies, but creating the illusion of a planet that's cooler than it actually is. When it's in total meltdown, that's what these flash cooldowns do. And they're getting ever more extreme. We are literally seeing instances of where temperatures go from 100 degrees to snow in a single day. That is not nature. That is chemical ice nucleation for weather modification. Please search the Engineering Winter section at geoengineeringwatch.org. Examine those articles thoroughly. Open the hyperlinks within those articles to see the references for the statements and conclusions that are arrived at in these reports. Climate intervention operations are wreaking havoc all over the world, from our oceans to our forests, the die off is catastrophic and accelerating. From the UK Guardian, this headline from last week a tragedy for trees. Ash dieback ravages UK's fragile woodlands. Only 5% of species now expected to survive as disease hits harder than first thought and prevention costs mount. Actually, 5% isn't expected to survive. The report later states that they will be lucky if 5% of these trees survive. And the disease is a symptom, remember that, a symptom of a sick organism. Just like the beetles are blamed here in the U.S. for all the forest die off, the beetles are a symptom of a sick and dying tree. Climate engineering fallout is contaminating soils, waters, root systems. The ozone layer is being decimated by ongoing climate engineering operations from every conceivable direction geoengineering is pounding the nails into our collective coffins another tree article without the trees we die consider that from last week why ambitious tree planting and carbon offset projects are failing from that report quote a complete disaster a giant ponzi scheme that's right from the report it states it was perhaps the most spectacular failed tree planting project ever teams of villagers And volunteers in the Filipino island of Luzon sunk over a million mangrove seedlings. Fewer than 2% of them has survived. What's the current survival rate for seedling replanting in the forests around my home in Northern California? Zero. Not a single planting survives the first year. Climate engineering operations are the core causal factor. Disrupting the hydrological cycle, destroying the ozone layer, and contaminating soils, waters, root systems, and every breath we take. Again, I stress, I'm emphasizing, I am not denying all the other forms of human damage to the planet. We have been horrific stewards of Earth. No rational person can deny that, but unless or until the climate engineering is acknowledged in every single circle, there can be no legitimate discussion about the climate or the state of the climate from any perspective. And for the record, climate engineering follow isn't just killing trees. Let's rewind to this 2009 report from National Geographic. It seems the worse the atmospheric nanoparticle pollution gets as climate engineering spraying disruptions are increased, the less coverage there is on this extremely dire threat. Here is the NGO headline. Particle pollution can change your DNA in three days study suggests from that ngo report breathing in polluted air may wreak havoc on your dna reprogramming genes in as few as three days and causing increased rates of cancer and other diseases particulate matter includes suspended tiny bits of dust metal and soot in the air which can lodge deep in the lungs no can it does it lodges deep in the lungs exposure to this substance has been linked to respiratory disease lung cancer and heart problems The report then says, quote, scientists know little about how inhaling particulate matter can cause health problems. That is total nonsense. They absolutely know and they're not about to disclose it and they do everything they can to not even test for it. They know exactly how lethal nanoparticles of aluminum, barium, strontium, manganese, polymer fibers, graphene, they know exactly how harmful all of this is and what biologicals might be attached to some of those particles that are used for biological carriers like polymer fibers, and graphene. An incredibly lethal mix falling from our skies. Entire web of life in the balance at this point. When nature dies, we will die. Consider this quote from David Epina, a Yurok Native American. He said this, When all the trees have been cut down, when all the animals have been hunted, when all the waters are polluted, when the air is unsafe to breathe, only then will you discover you cannot eat money. And there is this timeless nugget of inarguable wisdom from Chief Seattle. He stated, when you know who you are, when your mission is clear and you burn with the inner fire of unbreakable will, no cold can touch your heart, no deluge can dampen your purpose. You know that you are alive. We must remember that as we march forward in this fight for everything that matters. We, all of us, each of us, are desperately needed in an effort to sound the alarm. In the effort to reach a critical mass of awareness within the ranks of populations, the only way forward, the only way we can turn the tide is by raising an army of the fully awakened, which means those that understand we are literally fighting for our lives at this point. The people you know through churches, synagogues, the local gyms, social groups, agricultural organizations, environmental organizations, if you're a member of a service organization like the Lions Club or the Rotary Club, your kids' sporting events, professional organizations like the Chamber of Commerce, people you know from work, seminars and training classes, the dog walking park. Tell your doctor, your dentist, or the assistants in their office, your mechanic, or anyone else who comes to your home to fix something, anyone that will listen. But in making such an attempt to awaken, remember, plant a seed, not the whole tree. Less is more. Don't overwhelm people. That will only trigger their defenses. They won't hear another word you say. My usual statement is this, governments around the world have deployed climate engineering operations without public knowledge or consent, and without any form of environmental impact study or consideration. Mainstream media and official sources aren't saying a word due to the obvious and extreme liability issues. If you investigate, you'll be shocked. Stop there, that's enough. Move on, unless the individual pushes for more information, and even then, tread lightly. Try not to overwhelm them. Waking up to a subject this dire takes time. Give them a credible source for investigating. Geoengineeringwatch.org will continue to strive to be that source. The hour is late, but so long as we are standing, we are still in this fight. Unfolding events will make the attempts to wake others more and more successful. Make your voice heard. Make every day count. Time is not on our side. Until next week, stay strong, stay determined, never give up. In the words... Of the Hopi elders, we are the ones we have been waiting for. This is Dane Wigington from geoengineeringwatch.org.